welcome back to Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm Sajal Govindrao. And I'm Max Porter. So March just began, and that means it's Women's History Month. Girl Up GW, a college-level affiliate of the United Nations Foundation that aims to develop female leadership across the world, put on their fifth annual Women's Gala last Thursday in the University Student Center Amphitheater. Five other GW organizations that focus on issues like reproductive autonomy and gender equity co-sponsored the event. These organizations include the Women's Network, Rage, Alianza, Persist, and Leading Woman of Tomorrow. File Fidelta, a gender-inclusive pre-law fraternity, also co-sponsored. Max, you attended the gala. Can you tell us a little bit more about this event? Yes, I was really fortunate to attend the fifth annual Women's Gala. The event brought five female panelists to talk about what influenced them to get into their career fields, the defining moments in their careers, challenges they have faced working in their fields, and what they hope to accomplish in their careers. The panelists were Chandira Davis, who is the manager for global community engagement at the international level of Girl Up, Dr. Lauren Hetrovich, who is a teaching assistant professor of Spanish, Mallory McPherson-Wehan, who is the assistant director for health promotion and education at GW and a GW alum, Professor Tony Marsh, who teaches constitutional law and is the founding director of the Paralegal Studies Master's Degree Program, and alumna Ali D'Agostina, who is a staff assistant to California Representative Raul Ruiz. Thank you all for um, joining us tonight, and welcome to the fifth annual Girl Up Women's History Month Gala. We are so excited to have you all here, and we are so excited to have our lovely speakers. That was president of Girl Up GW, Lydia McLynn, who introduced the event and then passed it off to vice president, Catherine Rompia, who organized the event and moderated the panel. And Max, you spoke with Catherine after the gala. What did she tell you about organizing the event, and was there a charity involved? So I spoke with Catherine, who is a sophomore, and as Lydia described her, the brains behind the whole event. Catherine explained to me that the primary purpose of the event is to raise money for an organization of Girl Up's choosing every year, which happened to be the Malala Fund this year that advocates to governments for more resources for female education and conducts research on policy approaches to improve gender equality in education. She said she wants the event to provide the audience with networking opportunities and advice from the panelists about how to navigate some of the struggles they have faced, like battling body image issues as well as racial and gender discrimination in employment. We do a lot of fundraising on campus, um, and I think we were just looking for a bigger event to kind of pool um, an audience instead of just, you know, the flower sales or um, the profit shares that we normally do, kind of an event where we could raise money, but also connect girls, empower girls with accomplished, ambitious, diverse women in the community. I think it just gives oppor- girls opportunity to connect with members, not only in like the university community, as obviously we have some professors here, but also just the D.C. community. And um, one of our speakers is even from like the Baltimore area and works for an international corporation. So we're really trying to give not just girls, because the event is open to everyone, but anyone who comes, the opportunity to hear powerful stories, connect with powerful women, hopefully feel motivated or calm down or just get something. I know everyone's going to walk away with a different piece of advice or information that they're taking to heart, but hoping that somebody can get something from this event that will make an impact in whether it's hearing about eating disorders and getting advice on that, whether it's um, 
being a first-generation college student and getting advice on that, whether it's being a black queer woman and getting advice on that, just an identity that they can identify, like recognize with and take that advice into their own life. And hopefully, I mean, I would love for people here to be able to make connections with the speakers and reach out to them in the future and say, hey, like, you really inspired me this one time you spoke at this little college event, and I would really like to work with you moving forward. Catherine also said that she and Girl Up think the event was successful and believe the vulnerable stories some of the panelists shared about their experiences overcoming obstacles and gender double standards as women in the workforce made an impact and resonated with the audience. What were some of the stories that panelists shared from their personal experiences? Yeah, so GW Spanish professor Dr. Lauren Hetcherovich explained that earlier in her career, she was an adjunct professor at the College of Charleston, where she spent more time at the college than she was required to because she said she just loves Spanish so much. And about four years after starting the job, she received an email with an opportunity to nominate someone for an adjunct professor award and decided to nominate herself. Um, and Dr. Hetcherovich then said that her boss said there was no chance she would get the award. One of her friends believed that the reason he thought this was because she was a woman, causing her friend to confront the boss about his alleged sexism, and Professor Hetcherovich ended up proving him wrong by winning the award. He finds out word that like I'm putting together this little packet. I didn't think it was a problem, but he calls me in his office and he tells me I've done nothing for the college. I would never win this award. There's 300 adjuncts at the college. There's no way that you could win this award. And he's been nominating people, uh, a different person year after year, and they've never even gotten a, like a hint that that person would ever win. I was crying in his office because I go like, but I, but you see, like I created a whole new course. Like, but you see, like I'm on the faculty senate. Like I'm an adjunct on the faculty senate. Like I, please, like just think about it, you know. So anyway, my other, my coordinator, she's a woman, gets word of this and says, Lauren, had your packet been under a man's name and not your name, he would have put it in straight through. So she went to him and said that. And he kind of like backed down because they were friends for like 20 years, but she was like below him. My packet went through and out of the 300 adjuncts that were considered for this, do you know who won? Me. <laughs> Me. Wow, definitely an inspiring story. And Chandira Davis, the manager for global community engagement at the international level of Girl Up, shared that she has faced added levels of judgment and discrimination because of her intersecting marginalized identities, which she listed as black, queer, cash poor, large bodied, neurodivergent and female. When studying at Cornell University, she said she earned a job as a research assistant in the lab of a professor whom she deeply admired. But the professor gave her fewer responsibilities than other research assistants who were white. Chandira said she used this experience as motivation to feel more confident in who she is and to get where she is today. On my first day in her lab, she asked if I had time after the introduction session and all that stuff to meet with her alone, and I did. And I sat with this person, this person I admired so much, whose work was just like, just, just made me so excited and so happy to be a part of. And she actually had called me there to break down for me why she was going to set the bar lower for me. She said to me specifically to my face, you know, you're not like Laurel. And she named other RAs and they were all white. And she said, you know, so I understand that there's differences and I'm not going to be expecting the same kinds of work from you this semester. And I remember feeling so broken by that. I remember feeling like 
This person has already decided that I don't belong here when I earned my place. And then I remember being like, oh, so now I'm going to show her. Um, and so I went on to do research there. I went on to do things that no one in my position as an undergrad had ever done. I went on to conduct play therapy sessions on my own in the schools, supervised by actually another um, professor who was a psychiatrist and who was a little bit more lauded and applauded even than she, and who took me under his wing to train me. That kind of um, decision-making on my part, to, to look at the face of someone telling me what I could not do, and not just prove them wrong, but really just prove to myself that I belonged every single place I entered is what really propelled me from that place. After these obstacles in college, Chandira served in a prison ministry at Nassau County Correctional Facility in New York, where she worked as a counselor for survivors of intimate partner violence who were facing felony charges for defending themselves. Now, she's a manager for global community engagement at the UN Foundation of Girl Up. I mean, truly an incredible story of perseverance, and I'm sure she inspired everyone in the crowd. Chandira and the other panelists were available for networking after the event, as you mentioned. Max, did you speak with any attendees who happened to have conversations with the panelists after the event? And what did they gain from those conversations? I was able to speak with senior president of the Women's Network GW, Megan Sfekis, who said she was able to speak and network with some of the speakers after the event. She explained how important creating relationships with older women in the career field is because they can provide social and career support. It was a pretty um, busy event afterwards and everyone was really looking forward to talk to everyone. I went down um, and spoke with them. They just really wanted to get to know us and, and our story, what brought us there. Um, and they just were really genuine in um, wanting to help us out. They like, you know, both gave us our, our emails and um, we were really, really um, curious to see how they can help us in any way. And yeah, it was just it was a really positive experience talking with them, and, and I've, I've emailed them both, and I'm really looking forward to, to talking with them. I think um, all of the panelists were really talking about um, what a different social support is um, and how that just is one of the most important things that we can take away from college. You know, not necessarily the article that we're reading in class or the exams that we have, but just the relationships that we're forming. Um, so having an event like this where um, everyone is really open to sharing more about themselves, you're able to connect with other people and you really hear how much other people really genuinely want to help. Um, the panels really wanted to help the other women in the audience and we're really excited about that. So just knowing the um, social support, having really positive people in your life to um, lean on, is it, it just makes the greatest difference and some genuine networking to, you know, having great people to, to ask for help to getting to the, the place you want to be. All right. That's all we have for this week. Max, thanks so much for going to Girl Up's Women's Gala and telling us about it. Of course, Sajel, I was so happy to attend and to learn from five wonderful women who have faced so much to get to where they are today. We'll be back after spring break. 